0: The VHS Files podcast contains spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. Jason and I are going to talk about Batman. So, Oh, we're uh, talking about the Batman! We're right. talking about the Batman. Welcome to the Minisode. Like you just said, um, as soon as the movie started and we started getting into the story, one of my first thoughts I had was, Normal, everyday, like run of the mill movie going Batman fans are not gonna dig this Batman. No. Um, and, and, and there's kind of a, a caveat to that for me because when we went to the theater, it was, it was precious. There was a kid dressed up as Batman going into the theater. And I was like, oh, this kid's fucking pumped to see Batman. And as we're watching this movie, I was like, this is not the Batman movie this kid thought it was going to (laughs) be.
1: Yeah, like if I was the six-year-old kid. Yeah. Sitting in a theater in the Batman cartoons and the other Batman movies I may have seen, I would probably go, mom, I want to go home. Yeah. At six years old.
0: Like that's Uh, exactly what I was thinking sitting there. Like I was eating it up. I was having a blast. I thought the movie was awesome. But fan. yeah, but I I was imagining like if I was the kid that I saw dressed up as Batman coming into this theater to watch this movie, I would have been like I would have fallen asleep or I, I would not have been happy with this Batman movie.
1: You have to go in with the mindset. It's not a Ben Affleck. It's not Justice League movie. It's not the Christian Bale type movies. It's not the Nolan stuff. It's not, you know, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Batman. It is totally different. And I, I read uh, somebody said something about it, and I actually thought about it through half the movie. It's like taking the movie Seven and putting Batman in the movie.
0: Yeah, and there was and that's exactly what it is. And there was rumors of that before the movie came out. I mean, I remember seeing stuff up, you know, about Seven being a big influence on this and detective movies. Uh, there's let's make no bones about it. This is the closest thing I think a superhero quote unquote movie has come to being a straight up horror flick.
1: Oh yeah, it's. It's dark. Uh, I mean, the Riddler with that mask. A lot of people thought it was duct tape, but it's actually some kind of... Uh, it's an
0: actual mask you can buy, I think. It's
1: a winter, It's like a winter mask Yeah, to protect your face. I liked Robert Patterson in this. Yeah. I think he did a great job. Uh, we have a friend of ours. I, think, I, I, I don't think he thought he did a great job. He said he fell asleep during the movie.
0: <laughs> so... You know, that was one thing that was really everybody was worried about going into it. Is like, it's just a three hour movie. So yeah, I got to fill up this three hour runtime. And there are moments in the movie where I felt the length a little bit, but I was still oh, yeah. invested in what was going on. But yeah, it's it's definitely not your typical superhero. I mean, Batman technically isn't a superhero. He's a vigilante. So this movie, I thought, did a great job of centering it in realism. Like, yeah. There's some of this shit that nobody could really do, but it's not afraid to show you Batman like getting, you know, getting away on a parachute escape and then fucking running into a train after, because he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, we're watching a, a, a fairly new Batman who's still learning how to be Batman.
1: Yeah. They he's been doing it for two years. Yeah. I liked it. Cause I, one of my uh, favorite actual cartoons to watch is Batman year one. Mm-hmm. You watch it on HBO max. I can't tell you how many times I watched it because I like the storytelling in that. Yeah. And they said they pulled a lot of that from in Maloney. the long Halloween in the long Halloween. Yeah. The long Halloween, they pull in the whole, uh, Oh my God. I just went stupid. Maroney, uh, Falcone, the Falcone mm-hmm. story, uh, yeah. uh, Thomas Wayne helping him cause he got shot. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's in the long Halloween stuff. Uh, and then from the year one story and I think the movie, the animated movie. Yeah but I like it because he fucks up. He gets his ass kicked yeah. a couple of times in these movies. He's like I said, everybody is so used to Batman gets in a fight. He kicks everybody's ass. He doesn't even
0: get hit. Well, no, I mean, Bat- I think they do a good job of balancing that in this though. Cause I mean, there's the, the introduction to Batman in the beginning of this and yeah. this, Oh man, the setup for this and the voiceover, which fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's so a warning. I'm vengeance. Sometimes voiceover can be bad for movies. Oh, I love it. But it works for this one, and then like that whole setup of, you know, they they don't know where I am in the city, so every dark corner I could be around it. So they like people are scared. Like I thought they did an okay job setting that up in the 89 Batman. Like I got that they were going for that in 89 Batman. I heard the bat got him. The bat. Oh man. Give me a break. Will you don't, I didn't really catch much of that in the Christopher Nolan version, but I think this movie does a great job of setting up. I am what the people in this town should be scared of. You know, I'm what the criminals should be scared of in Gotham. Yeah. And I could be around any corner might not be yours, but it might be one of yours, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's like you said, it's like a horror movie just in that opening sequence because they see cops. You see the criminals aren't scared. They're painting shit on the buildings. And, you know, this is, sorry, a few spoilers. Um, oh, we're
0: going to spoil some stuff in the movie. So if, if you're yeah. watching, be prepared. We are spoiling yeah. some of the stuff in this movie.
1: Yeah. And it's all going on. But then that fucking spotlight comes on. And, you know, like you said, he's been doing it for two years. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the voiceover parts. and then they you see the criminal see it and they start looking and they look into the darkness to see the monster. Yeah. You know, like in a horror film, like you're waiting for Michael Myers to walk out or a fucking Wolfman to jump out and eat your fucking face. Yeah. And throughout the whole city, I mean, they know he can't be in every spot in the city. He's one Batman, mm-hmm. but they're all fucking scared to look into the darkness. Cause they know that's where he's probably hiding. Yeah. And I like it right there at that first fight scene with the Jokerish ish crowd yeah. uh, gang going on. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. I and like that. It, and,
0: and this is the first time they've really set Batman up as that, as that kind of a anti-hero in the movies. Like you get a little bit of that in 89 Batman. Yeah. And I don't really think, again, like I don't think it's portrayed that well in the Dark Knight series, uh, which is fine, but... I think this is the first time I've seen Batman on screen where it's like, oh, like, I see where they're going. Like, why people should be scared of Batman. He is a threat to criminals on the streets. The first conversation I had with Matt about it, I just knew there was something radically different from anything we'd seen in Batman movies before. I thought I got that more here than any other Batman movie. Um, And another thing I really like is how Batman's really just a vigilante, just like all these other people. Like he's really, it does a great job of writing a line of like, is Batman just as bad as the Riddler? Like to the cops and whatnot, he, he might seem just as bad of a person as the Riddler is. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, I I like that there's, there's a real big gray area with everything here. Like I've never, I've always watched a Batman movie going, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Yeah, and this much. in this movie, it's like, you know, Batman, where you would normally see Batman like covertly, like following the Penguin and like breaking in to his place and whatnot. Like he just goes to a fucking club and goes, "I want to talk to the Penguin." Yeah. You know, like why wouldn't Batman just walk up on them? Because he's just he's he's just like they are in that sense. He's not a cop. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, I liked that sense of realism that they brought to this one where it's like, he, he felt like a, a normal guy trying to make a difference a little bit. Like, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's like, uh, what they, was the one part where Gordon says, you got to have warrants or something to go in there. And he's like, and they look at, and he looks at him. Yeah. He knows he, he's not a cop. Yeah. He operates outside the law. So therefore he could just go in there and do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. But I mean. I think Robert Patterson did a good job of portraying Batman. They don't do the full on playboy billionaire thing. Like a little bit, they touched on in the Nolan films where he's driving the Lamborghinis around town and taking hot chicks out to dinner. They kind of did not get into that. Well, Jenny brought up
0: a good point. Like this one is based on like, he's, he's fairly fresh off the fact that his parents were killed and all the shit that happened to his parents. And like, she made a good point of like, he doesn't have to be a playboy millionaire. He could be like most millionaires aren't making themselves known around the play. Like they're they are recluses. They reclu- they they reside in their mansions and live how yeah. they live. Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry. I wouldn't be bothering you here, but your people keep telling me you're unavailable. That's why everybody's like surprised to see Bruce Wayne's here because Bruce Wayne doesn't come do shit. You know, like. But or does he not go out because of
1: what happened to his mom and dad when he was a kid?
0: Right. One thing I thought was really cool here was the the way they portrayed Alfred.
1: Uh yeah, and Andy Serkis did a great job.
0: And I like because when he first showed up on screen and they start talking to each other, I was like, I'm supposed to buy that this dude is his manservant, but with this story, you know, the Waynes were a political figures. And I got hints of it throughout watching this that I don't think I don't think you're supposed to think that Andy Serkis is portraying Alfred as a butler. He's like security detail for the Waynes. Yeah,
1: and then like he said, they they put me in charge of taking care yeah. of their most important asset, which was him. Yeah, and but he did consider. Then you know, they started getting to talk about family. And yeah, people you leave behind. And I like that they got into that because that's where you get a little more of the Alfred later down the road with him and Batman Mm -hmm. uh, or Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne basically considers Alfred his uh, parental person. But he even said, Alfred, they have that talk when he's in there talking about, I could have done this for you, but I taught you how to fight. Mm -hmm. And that's where I I kind of wonder, are they going to have the thing where he trained with the League of Shadows and the Ra's al Ghul thing? Or are we going to go the Alfred taught him how to do all this because Alfred's upbringing. Yeah. Because Alfred's got the big scar. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's a lot of different background stories to Alfred too. So,
0: so I find a lot of that stuff that they did. Interesting. The other thing I find very interesting is how in other Batman movies and any of the Batman stuff, you know, I haven't re- read a ton of the comics, but in most of the movies, um, you know, you have Batman, which is the standout hero. And then your villains are all these over the top eccentric villains sniveling sardine! Are you pompous, puffed-up penguin? Our friends make peace. Have a yeah. shake on me! <laughs> yeah. Where this one really narrows it down to the fact, like, you know, you think the penguin, you think, you know, over-the-top, penguin gear, he looks like a penguin when he <laughs> walks around. <laughs> like, yeah. why can't Bert? the penguin be Falcone's bodyguard? Yeah. And, like, they call him the penguin because he just fucking looks like a penguin, you know? Like... Yeah. And Colin Farrell is amazing in this role.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we're getting a spinoff series. He's yeah. on HBO max series of uh, the penguin, which I think is going to be from this is because now with Falcone out of the picture it's going to show him yeah. moving up. So.
0: And, uh, I think one of my favorite things they did is how they kind of pay homage to certain things when they capture penguin and they have him tied up and then they find out that the, he's not who they're looking for. And they walk away, and he's like, oh, you're going to leave me tied up? And he waddles away mm-hmm. like a penguin. That shit had me laughing, dude. I thought that shit was so funny.
1: <laughs> I love the aspects of Batman's suit that, you know, you don't get the standard Batman logo. Yeah. You don't get the full-on thing that every Batman movie has had. Yeah. It's actually a practical device that looks like a bat on his chest, So he uses it for a knife.
0: Yeah, something like uh, that.
1: Yeah, and... <laughs> So like uh, A buddy of ours made a comment. It's like, why did he jump out and cut the cord? He just cut it through his battering and cut it. And that yeah. makes
0: sense. Well, <laughs> so. uh, there's a few things I will say. Like I, Towards the end of the movie, there were some things happening <clears throat> that I felt like we're getting a little lost in translation. So I, I want to see it again because it, it, it was a lot yeah. of movie to take in. Uh, But, you know, I, I, I loved Paul Dano as the Riddler. Like I haven't been scared of a Batman villain since Heath Ledger, as I am with like Paul Dano. Like, and you know, it's it's tough shoes to fill. And another thing, one of our friends mentioned was that he didn't like the Riddler, and I, I love this portrayal. They're like the Riddler's always been this like fun, playful, hokey like He's joygasm.
1: He's a B list vi- villain in a sense.
0: Yeah, I like yeah. that they put him at the forefront here and made him fucking terrifying. And yeah, I mean, that, the that's... opening scene of this movie is amazing. With the with with the, the 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 political figure coming in, he's watching the TV, and then as he moves, like you see the Riddler pop up in the background. Just out that, of nowhere! Oh, that scene's fucking good, dude. And it and there's a like you said, a lot of this movie reminds me of Seven. There's a lot of Seven influence in this.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, just even the look of the film. Yeah. And the feel of it, it's I I love that. But I mean. There's some times where, I mean, when Riddler's not in his Riddler costume, when he's in uh, Arkham, mm-hmm. it gets a, long, uh, a little long-winded. Yeah. And some of that, I think, could have been cut down and made it even more terrifying. Even the end scene with him kind of crying about what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, I think that took the Riddler down a little bit because I was with you. He seemed more terrifying of what he was doing because he's just like, it's almost like he was unhinged, like the Joker would be. Yeah. Uh, and but he's so smart, he's thinking of all these traps. He's always a couple steps ahead of Batman and Gordon. And that well, makes you thing, terrified.
0: The thing I think they did really smart is that moment when Batman goes to see him in jail mm-hmm. and he starts talking about Bruce Wayne. And you, you think, think he knows you think he's fingered it out. And and like I think it's fucking cool that they just play it where Batman doesn't say anything. He just lets the dude talk. Mm -hmm. And I think up until the moment when he reveals that he doesn't know, like Bruce thinks he's been figured out.
1: Oh yeah. You can see the look in his eyes without saying anything.
0: And the tension in that scene is awesome. But then when he says we didn't get him, I was like, Oh shit. This just made it 10 times better. He thought the Batman would take his side. Right
1: in it but he didn't because so, he's Bruce Wayne and you're trying to kill Bruce Wayne
0: so I, I, I love that they subverted everyone's expectations thinking oh he's gonna find out that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person and he he doesn't I thought that was really a smart choice and it and it plays with the audience it, 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 it plays with the audience a lot
1: I mean there's a couple of times where I thought that was in the, the movie yeah like it was over like this is it and because I, I wasn't looking at the phone or nothing and I'm like It's already been three hours. Yeah, and then it carried on like with that scene, and then he goes back to the apartment and pulls the court because that tool that he was killing people with was a fucking clue. Yeah, for what him to do, and you're like, dude, this is some great writing. Yeah, of you got a like you said, I definitely want to go see it again, and you're like, I want to go back and see these clues. Like, did why did I not pick that up earlier in the film?
0: Uh, it's like, you know, while the majority of this movie is like a noir movie and and it's a, it's a true like detective movie. I love that. When the action stuff happens though, I was, I was afraid the action scenes were going to be lackluster, but I think the action scenes are really good.
1: Dude, that one scene in the hallway with the muzzle flash. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. The scene of him fighting all the Riddlers. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's an intense fucking scene. And when then, the, the town's being a uh, city's being flooded and them fuckers are mounting up with rifles mm-hmm. and just gonna start shooting people dude that's tense because that shit that's today and even it's though what like, we live
0: in even though we've seen the Batmobile like I still was like oh. had chills when they revealed the Batmobile in this one I was afraid that the 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 trailer had showed us the majority of that car chase with the penguin but that car chase is good dude and it's intense as fuck
1: cuz I mean we see him working on it through the whole and I love
0: that aspect yeah he's hands on yeah. he's a
1: billionaire he could pay somebody to do it but he's building this fucking car with his bare hands yeah i like the handmade nature of everything but you can see the construction <laughs> It's an element of showing how do-it-yourself his version of Batman is. His tactical knife
0: is actually stored as part of his chest plate and is actually his Bat logo.
1: That's awesome for somebody who knows mechanical stuff and can build the car. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've done it myself. I love that they do that. So he's down in it. He is fully into being Batman. Yeah. And not just, I'll just buy it. But when you hear that thing kick on and it starts winding up that jet propulsion through the engine mm-hmm. dude. And they show that front of that car with those, the freaking intakes popping and the turbos spooling up and everything. You're like, Oh my God.
0: It It's one of the best. Sounds great. It's, it's one of the best reveals of a Batmobile in the movies too. Like how it's, it's, it has a very Christine feel to it. Cause it's oh, in the shadow. It, it looks, like they just hear it, they hear it in the shadows and then it finally comes out. Like it, I was getting major fucking John Carpenter vibes off yeah. that. Uh, but that, that scene was awesome. And I loved the car chase. Like I was afraid that I was really afraid the action wasn't going to be good in it. And the action, the action delivers.
1: The part about the car chase I like and made it intense is the front mounted camera looking over through and over the shoulder of penguin. Mm-hmm. and then the behind-scene uh, shot of the Batmobile going down the highway. Yeah. So you're actually seeing the chase from the back views instead of seeing the forward. You're seeing this is what Batman is chasing after, and this is Penguin's fucking face of being chased by yeah. the Batman. And that whole thing where the all the shit exploding up and that look on his face as I fucking got away and that fucking car come flying through the air. Yeah. Dude, I got fucking... Chills from that shit. And I know you saw a lot of that in the trailer, but how well, it all... Yeah, through. but you don't
0: see like the whole fucking Final Destination way that shit plays out because. Oh God! Yeah. If if it wouldn't have played out the way it did, it's but it's masterful the way they set it up to where that fucking that that trailer flat, flatbed trailer lands just at the point when he needs to get over it. Like it was exciting to watch that happen yeah.
1: because in most movies, guess what? All you're gonna see is the boom and then a car come flying out there. They yeah. made you. They showed you how he jumped over the fucking right. blowing up truck. I thought that was cool. They made it practical that and, Batman's driving a fucking, just a beefed up fucking car. Yeah. And it's not a car that,
0: that like has suspension that would just like make him fucking inspector gadget over that shit. Like, no, he yeah. got, he got lucky and got where he got like no yeah, turbo like, boost. Right.
1: You know, Knight Rider style or nothing like that. I mean, that shit really is gone on. The car's built to do that, like to jump and land and i love and that's one of my favorite scenes is when he gets out of the car the upside down look of when batman's walking to the car just slowly yeah and the and they do that a couple of times the sound of him walking yeah is ominous mm-hmm. it's like you hear the, the boots hitting the ground in the water or the, and it's loud it's got a thump to it and it's almost like does he do that on purpose because he wants you to feel that terror as i'm creeping up on you in the dark or walking towards you
0: did you get like, they were trying to pay tribute to the 66 Batman with some of the scenes, like walking through the crime scenes. Like I was getting a real like 66 Batman vibe off of that. Cause you would see uh, Batman and Gordon, like walking around and talking to each yeah. other a lot. And I, like, I was kind of feeling that with this.
1: Well, they said they did that a little bit. Uh, they, even in the mask, they did it. If you notice the highlights it highlights is a brow. Yeah. Which is like the old Batman white. Right. Drawn on, uh, eyebrows. And I noticed that a lot. Uh, I was like, God, that. I mean, in parts of when he turns the cow, it, it looks like it has eyebrows on it, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just the way the light hits it. And, I thought, but, and that's the other part. I, I like that he's a detective. I mean, that's Batman, the world's greatest detective. Granted, he's only been doing it for two years. Yeah. But he's going to get there. But it shows him deciphering the crime scene. And mm-hmm. he's walking around and he's catching stuff that the cops are missing. Yeah. And that's what he's supposed to do. He's not just supposed to grab people and beat them up and go hop on his, the the bat wing and fly over here and hop in the bat boat and do this. It's like you said, he makes him to be a normal guy in a fucking high dollar suit. That's bulletproof. And that's how he survives, but he's obviously taking damage. You've seen the scenes in his back where it is scarred up. Yeah. You know? That's
0: another aspect of like when when they're reading the riddles and uh, they're walking around and they're reading the riddles and trying to figure them out and everything like in Batman always like gives him the answer mm-hmm. how they'll say it and say like by the time they're done reading the reading the riddle he's telling them the answer. That's another like 66 Batman thing like Batman used to do that shit all the time in 66 Batman. So. He
1: kinda, uh, yeah, Cause they kind of did that in the, the uh, that was that Batman forever with uh, the one with Jim Carrey playing the Riddler. Yeah. But it took him a while to figure it out. But in this one, they make him, you know, he figures it out pretty quick.
0: Yeah. But and, that's the key to the movie though, is he yeah. figures out, he, he, he doesn't figure it out in time. yeah. And exactly. that's what I thought was the most ballsy thing. This movie did is Batman lost. Yeah. The like, city
1: is flooded. He lost, but I think it's the win for Batman that he's winning that the city is behind him.
0: He knows, he knows what's like, he knows what symbol he has to stand for. And that's, that's been kind of the talk around It's like vengeance. He he goes around saying, I am vengeance. And then when those, when he's fighting the Riddler, uh, wannabes at the end, they say I am vengeance and he realizes I'm putting off the wrong message here. I need to be a symbol for hope, not for vengeance.
1: Yeah. And that's how he does at the end where he's helping putting the people, uh, on the, the, the little helicopter paths to get them out of the flooded, yeah. area, uh, Gotham and all that. And he does, he becomes, he's, he's going to become that. I mean, I know by what I read, they've already signed up. They're going to do a trilogy because no. it's doing good. And I don't know if that's going to hurt, hurt it or not. We'll see. And, uh,
0: I don't think, you know, they, they set up, they they potentially set up a sequel and a lot of people are complaining about it saying it didn't need to be in the movie. And I agree. Like I'm fine if that scene isn't in the movie, but I don't mind that it's there. I mean, of course, like they were going to do it. There's no way they weren't going to make a sequel to this.
1: Well, the thing is, is uh, like uh, with HBO max, they're already doing the uh, penguin one. Uh, There was another one but they're doing the Arkham Asylum one. Yeah. And they're saying that's why they did that is because that's going to lead into the Arkham Asylum show. Yeah. They're doing an Easter So you'll probably get quote unquote Joker and maybe some of the other people who are already there. Uh, and I like that they're getting more into the Arkham side of it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause they, they, they talk about it and that's where they put in. It's all scary, spooky fucking, you know, Arkham Asylum and everything. I just like they're getting into, yeah, these people suffer from a mental disease. There's something wrong with them. Yeah. You know, and they might even think Batman's still kind of crazy. So he runs around (laughs) just like a bat.
0: Well, that's my (laughs) favorite. That's definitely my favorite thing in this movie is how there's a line as to if Batman's a good guy or a bad guy. And I like that they play with that, like how the Riddler, is, could be confused that he, he he would want to be working with the Riddler and not against him and yeah. you know the fact that he's he's still going around and watching um, Selena go burglar uh, burgle people and whatnot like she's a criminal but he's you know he's using her for a relationship like I like that I like that aspect like he uses the criminals against other criminals you know
1: mm-hmm. well because if it was old school just regular Batman, when he's in that office with the penguin and he sees her giving money and he's giving her drugs, he would have beat both of their asses Yeah, and took and turned them both in. That's old school, but we're getting because at that point in most Batman movies, you know, we're, or even in we're already way into his, you know, tenure of being Batman. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. He's still trying to figure it out, but he's realizing there's some things I can't do, but I have to use these people against each other to get to where I need to get. Yeah, but eventually, yeah, I will catch you and I will throw you in jail because you're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I mean. yeah, it's, it's just like that—that that, you know, there was a, there always seemed to be a defined line between Batman and the villains and and past things. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie where I feel like they really blurred that line. Well, where
1: well, no, they kind of did it with the Nolan thing with uh with Two Face at the end of the Dark Knight they did that a little bit, but this I think does a better job. Like you said, because I mean, the Riddler thinking the whole entire time, him and Batman are buddies. Yeah. They may be working together, but he's totally not. But I do believe, as like you said, Paul Dano, that's his mm-hmm. name. I keep wanting to say something else, but yeah, I think he does a good job. I just, like I said, a couple of times he gets a little long winded, a little I think, too
0: whiny. I, I think at the end when he kind of falls apart because he, realized Lost. that his plan didn't didn't his plan didn't go the way he thought it was going to. Cause he was, he was sure that Batman was going to join him and help him. And he, he was wrong. Yeah. And I think that, no,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that gets a little uh, annoying. I got under my skin a little bit,
0: but I, I still think, I still think he's the scariest version of the Riddler I've ever seen. oh
1: For sure. <laughs> Definitely. And, and what's funny is that they, they make him look like hush. From yeah. the Comics. Yeah. And they're saying that, that Hush, the character Hush may show up in part two. That's they're already talking about that. And I'm like, you don't know. Because uh, I believe Matt Reeves said he is in no hurry to do a, a sequel. Yeah. I mean, it, it may be four or five years before we get another sequel to this movie. I mean, I don't see Warner Brothers wanting to take that long. Because as you know, in Hollywood, movie talks, bullshit walks. You know, this money, this movie ends up making a shit ton of money. They, they're going to want to push a sequel in two to three years yeah so we'll see but uh i'm i'm interested to see the penguin hbo max show i did like the story of penguin where he is the arkham show and i recommend
0: uh the hot ones episode uh with colin farrell he it, it was a pretty good episode and colin farrell talks a lot about how he felt making this movie and how he is as an actor and i got a little more respect for colin farrell after watching that hot ones episode so check that out if you're interested in that I thought that it would be very um, limiting. I, I really did. I thought I'd be very just oppressed by having this whole thing. And it was totally the opposite. When the piece moves as well as the piece that was designed for the Penguin moved. My eyebrows moved and my cheeks and my smile. It was fucking insane. I didn't have any fear that Colin could be seen through. Like Some days you wake up as an actor and you're having a shit day, man. Normally like he could have people on there that I have no idea who they are or I'm not interested in hearing what they have to say, but yeah. I'll watch the episode and I'll learn things about that person. And he asks them such good questions that I'm like, Oh, that was a good fucking episode of this. So,
1: well, I think people should go and see it. I mean, uh, have your own opinion about it. It's just, it's not your everyday Batman movie. It's not it's your, not t- your- it,
0: yeah. If you're using any of the Batman stuff you saw before this one, Don't go in with those expectations.
1: Like I said, I I thought the trailers were cool. I didn't. I think I watched only the first major trailer. I didn't really watch any of the other ones that led up to it. But I went into it going, I might not like this. I did not want to build myself up for it because I do like Batman movies. uh, And I was just like, I love the Batman animated movies that DC does. So I was just kind of like, but. Uh, i took my girlfriend with me i told her it's a three-hour movie she didn't have a great look on her face when i told her it was three hours long because i didn't tell her that till we were going <laughs> and she walked out and she was like i enjoyed it and i went no you're just saying that because you're hanging out with your comic book loving boyfriend And she's like no it's a good movie so a person who does not know anything about batman who hasn't read a batman comic and only seen a couple other movies about she said it was a good movie and i think that does good for comic book movies that people who aren't just comic book fans think they are good movies yeah and that's like, good for hollywood
0: you know like we, we mentioned seven but like another movie and this is going to sound weird but another movie this kind of reminded me of is basic instinct it's kind of like a mystery you have to solve a little bit and there's this whole relationship between he and Catwoman, kind of resembles a relationship that happens in basic instinct. It's always, it's, you know, the lines blurred between good and bad in that movie. So I think there's definitely some comparison there. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's more along the lines of a drama or a thriller or a horror movie, but when it does action, it does action really fucking well. I would definitely love to see it again just to catch the things that I, little confused on because there's still some things i walked away going what happened here so i definitely want to see it again so i can pick up on the things i missed
1: Yeah, and the one comment uh our buddy of ours kern (laughs) of all people and uh he said on there that he thought he was confused about made him creeped out was the way that batman stared at the kid the the mayor's kid yeah like there and i told him i said i don't find it creepy i find it he sees himself
0: yeah yeah, that's exactly what they're going for here.
1: They're going for, he's staring there, and I think it's fucking with Batman's head. Yeah. Because he was like, that's me. And right. I even read today that somebody said, that's going to be Robin. And I'm like, we don't need to start doing that yet.
0: <laughs> Come well, on, I mean, people. It, people on the internet need to talk about something, hence what we're doing. But that that thought didn't cross my mind at all. But I
1: didn't. I, I just thought it was a kids, but people were talking about it. And yeah. uh, you remember when he's in the... Uh, the cathedral, to going to the funeral, mm-hmm. uh, that one guy that's talking to him, talking about, all oh, these rich people just need to whatever. I, I forgot exactly what he says because I only saw it once. Some people are saying that's Joe Chill, hmm. which is the one who originally killed, yeah, uh, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne.
0: That's my biggest thing is like, like I I love to react to a movie and kind of talk about what I get out of it, but people who start to dig in and start to to find theories or have theories about who's who and yeah. all that. Like, I don't, I think that, I think talking about that stuff is fun, but it's never where my mind goes to. Like I usually end up finding this stuff out by the people who dig into it like that. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm more just entertained by the movie I just watched and I don't really want to get into all the theories about who could be who and all that. Like I'm still just taking the movie in. So
1: well, that's what, I mean, dude, I just, you keep reading, because I wanted to see what people had to say about it. I mean, it's got a great review score going. Uh, I mean, and that's just from standard moviegoers, but goers. But, uh, goers, but uh, I mean, on the comic book stuff I read, people love the movie. I think it's a great Batman movie. I, yeah. And I'm just going to stick with that. I mean, I hope they keep going on. I mean, from the point, even when they cast Robert Patterson as playing uh, Batman, I, I went in that with an open mind, uh, mainly because, I mean, I hadn't seen a lot of his movies after the whole Twilight crap. But um, I know a movie that you brought up to me it was The Lighthouse, and I watched him in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's this, amazing. This, this guy can act. He's got acting chops. And people who are close-minded about him because of Twilight go watch a couple of his fucking movies. I mean, go watch the lighthouse with him and Willem Dafoe. That's a fucking great movie. And he does a great job of playing a person gone mad.
0: I could still see people walking away from that going, you think that's a good movie? Like that movie is an acquired taste. Um, But I mean, he
1: is weird. Yeah.
0: He does a lot of independent drama or like horror stuff like that, that yeah, he's very good in and people don't see it because it's an indie movie. Like the only thing they know him from is the popular, you know, the popularist fucking twilight stuff. Yeah. Or Harry Potter, which which was, was the first thing anybody knew him from. Yeah. But like that he's in that movie Good Time. That movie's awesome. You know, the 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 lighthouse. Uh he's in uh one of David Cronenberg's movies, Cosmopolis. I think he was in another one of David Cronenberg's movies. He was in Tenet. He's definitely more than a sparkly vampire. He can act. So can <laughs> so can Kristen Stewart. I mean, Kristen Stewart's a hell of an actress too. So yeah, I mean they just, you know, their career had to start somewhere, man. You yeah, know
1: hey, they all I mean, hey, we just uh we just finished, oh, I'm so weird. We're just finished an episode talking about Leprechaun. Look where Jennifer Aniston started out. Yeah. And it's a movie that she doesn't want anybody to remember her for. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it's a, I think people should go out and see this movie and have an open mind walking into it if you yeah. have any reservations and you haven't seen it yet, which I doubt there's not too many people that have or have not seen it because it seems to be doing pretty well. But. I, I was enjoyable watching. I can't wait for Eric to finally watch it and we can sit down and do a. Yeah. Whole scene for scene, go through this movie, you know, nice yeah. three hour hours files episode.
0: Unfortunately, when you live in three different places and y'all have three different separate lives, it's hard to orchestrate going to see a movie in the theater and talking about it. So. We kind of have to wait until everybody, everybody's yeah. seen something. So that's why we go back and do older movies. It's a whole lot easier to orchestrate that <laughs> than orchestrate everybody going to the movies.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Netflix, Hulu. And, uh, thanks Josh. When you send you a box full of VA or, uh, uh, Blu-rays mm. to to watch, so we can do this, but you know, pay it forward, and Josh and pay it for yeah, me and Josh did go see this movie this past weekend on opening weekend. And, uh, uh, like I said, go see this movie and go into it with an d- open mind and don't think you're just going to get a rock'em sock'em bam pal Batman movie. There are aspects of that in it, but it's, you got to think about it too. Yeah. Like I said, I love, the de- I love that it's a detective movie more than just full-out action from beginning to end.
0: Alright guys, well let us know what you thought about The Batman. Leave us a comment below, subscribe, hit us a like, give us a like, all that good stuff. Until I next do. time, be kind, rewind, not Batman. Man. I like
1: the Batman voice, too. People were giving a shit about the Batman voice. They said yeah, that's he right. they said
0: he did the Val Kilmer. And i like, I don't get it. I thought it was fine. You've been listening to the VHS Files Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHSfilesPodcast at gmail.com. I sing flux using one too many movies. Don't you blame the movies? Follow us on all social media outlets at VHS Files Podcast. Movies don't create psychos. Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative. Thanks for listening.